Okay, let's do this one last time, yeah? Spider-Man. Spider-Man. Spider. Call me Spider-Man! I want that ball-crawling arachnid prosecuted! I'm Spider-Man. I want him strung up by his web! Your friendly neighborhood Spider-Man. I want Spider-Man! Hello, true believers. Welcome to the Spider-Man Book Club. This podcast is all about digging into the library of everyone's favorite wall-crawling menace and his spectacular corner of the Marvel Universe. I'm your host, JJ Hodges, and today I'm joined by none other than Sir Lance Lasseter. How are you doing today, sir? Doing good, man. Doing good. How about yourself? Oh, fantastic. We are talking something special today. We are talking Ultimate Comics, Ultimate Comics Spider-Man Volume 1 introducing miles morales yeah so what isn't there to be excited about you know (laughs) one of the greatest characters to only be 11 years old but and was only slightly older than that when he was introduced yeah wrap wrap your brain around that folks Mm -hmm. Uh, (laughs) i mean it's i mean it's not that big of a deal i mean how old was dick Grayson when he was introduced oh yeah that's a good one uh i'd say probably the same age about 10 12 yeah yeah uh not not having gone through puberty yet so yeah uh that's that's the that's the sweet spot for superhero kids i guess i don't know um so uh we're talking about miles his introduction um this uh specifically we're talking ultimate comics spider-man uh numbers one through five published september 14th 2011 to december 21st 2011 it just feels like forever ago. <laughs> yes. That's pretty wild. Um, we were in a completely different place at that point in time in the world than we are now. I, I was actually literally in a different place. I lived in a different city and state altogether. <laughs> so, <laughs> um, so uh, written by Brian Michael Bendis, uh, penciled and inked by Sarah Pacelli. I didn't actually know that she did the inks as well. Very talented. Mm-hmm. Uh, colored by the late great Justin Ponzer, may he rest in peace, mm-hmm. and lettered by Corey uh, Petit. It's P E T I T. I'm choosing to pronounce it Petit as opposed to Petit. I don't know. <laughs> um, I think Petit is the correct way. I, I would hope so, or else that would be very strange. But yeah. then again, people's names are weird. Strange uh, things have happened. <laughs> exactly. Um, so this is exciting getting to talk about. Um, not only Miles's introduction, but I'm su- sure we'll talk a little bit about uh, Into the Spider Verse, and because there are obviously some similarities there, mm-hmm. and, uh, and and Miles in general, who is just a great character that has yet to get the live action um, treatment. Um, let me let me throw something out to you before we get into it, real quick. Yeah. Um, so it had been a while since I'd reread this comic. I reread it for the podcast, of course, um, and. <laughs> I, you know, somebody had said, oh, they just gave MCU Peter Miles's personality and his best friend. And I was like, no, that's not right. And then when I reread the book, I was like, yeah, that's a little right. So <laughs> MCU Peter is a little Miles and Ned Leeds in those movies is totally gonky. Um, I, mm-hmm. I, do, I don't. And I don't know how I feel about that. <laughs> <laughs> Did you have a question or did you want me to respond? I just want you to respond. What, what do you think of all that? 
Okay, what do I think about that? Yeah. Uh, you said that you heard from somebody that, you know, you know, that MCU Peter Parker up until No Way Home was basically like a ripoff of Miles and you didn't believe it. Yeah. Well, um, the person saying that was me. And I said that immediately after seeing Homecoming. Actually, <laughs> while seeing Homecoming, I'm like, did they really just do that? This is what's going through my head as I'm, as I'm watching Spider-Man Homecoming. Uh-huh. And then I left the theater pissed like le- legit pissed because i was like how how could they do this they, yeah they and, and and the fact that and the fact that nobody seemed to notice i think was the more the most frustrating thing about it to me sure uh, where we had this uh, where we had this essential essentially a, a a whitewashing going on of a character that they said would not be in uh that would not use in live action and Yet they're taking aspects of his personality, aspects of his characterization, aspects of his world and putting it in live action and giving it to Peter Parker. And so I was just like, well, here's, you know, appropriation at its best, at its finest. Right. And so, you know, and, and the thing is, like, we we can't talk about miles morales without getting into some of the things that people don't want to talk about um sure and and because because it's, it's just too inherent to the character and it's too important of, of a thing to, to gloss over and um it's kind of it's like it's the it's the undercurrent and underbelly of everything that he represents as both a character and a creation so mm-hmm. i mean yeah that's i mean i'll that's just kind of the tip of the iceberg. But yeah, that is exactly what I thought because when I went, when I got home from the theater that day, um, it was late at night. I stayed up a good couple extra hours, uh, getting my, uh, getting my, uh, not my research, but my, all of my evidence to support my, my Twitter claim that this is some bullshit, uh, in order. <laughs> and there's a thread where I'm like, well, like these are the things that they took from miles Morales directly in this movie. And it's, you know, it, like, Ganky, like is the most egregious of them all yes um, i do but, i do agree with that yes yes well i mean i agree but, with everything you're saying but <laughs> yeah um but like as far as like you know miles like the 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 incredibly diverse like you know charter uh chartered tech school in particular that he goes to he doesn't go to like peter in, in homecoming doesn't go to a regular high school he goes to this like magnet like science academy type of thing that that miles goes to yep. um the whole leaving class early uh and sneaking out of school to to go be smart to go be spider-man with ganky in the back background looking on proudly and the teacher looking bewildered at peter parker committing a you know co- committing some 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 truancy to go be spider-man <laughs> getting his suit from avenger uh being mentored by an avenger all like like the uh the 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 scene that they showed in uh in the trailers that was not used in the movie of both he and iron man going off to go do something do you remember that like where spider-man he's swinging and iron man's coming behind him that is directly taken from a cover of one of these early books i think it's from number eight um and uh, like where he's like surfing on on the back of iron man Mm -hmm. Uh, so that's exactly what they're homaging there and then um and then also iron man the suit that iron man is wearing in this one that particular model and that particular design is the ultimate iron man suit you you know the uh, the bit of trivia i know about that is that apparently sony didn't have the budget to make a new iron man suit in post-production so they just painted over one of the other iron man suits and put the the silver in it just like the ultimate iron man has yeah, uh, that's bullshit they knew exactly and, what they were doing <laughs> no I, I i no i i uh i totally agree uh and, and it's just uh you know 
I mean, there's a whole thread we could go down with uh, with all yes. that. Um, but um, let's uh, let's start off. You know, let's let's get back to the book, and we'll and we'll get into that uh, okay. a little bit as we uh, as we go in here. Um, so, Lance, when did you? When were you bitten by, in this case, the genetically altered spider? Um, like the Spider Man as a character in general. Yeah. Um. You know, he's a character that I'd always known was around and stuff and was like, oh, like I knew he was a thing. Right. Mm -hmm. uh, but I don't think I really got into Spider-Man until the the 90s cartoon show. That yeah. was that was my gateway into it. And, you know, that show is a classic. Um, I, like it's so it's so operatic and melodramatic i love it uh, yeah, yeah. It's, it's so ridiculous uh but i, I love it and that's the, that's kind of was my gateway into the spider-man world that got me into reading comic books um you know oddly enough my the first comic book that i read uh of a spider-man is, is was smack dab in the middle of the the ben riley clone saga like the the original one that's yeah like that. and then after that i read secret wars because i thought the cover was cool because of the, the costume sure. and so um but what really got me into um like reading a bunch of spider-man stuff uh was the ultimate comics when marvel did when ultimate came out and that was about to hit um mm -hmm. i think i was what eighth grade or a freshman in high school uh, at that point, particular point in time, and I was just like, "Oh, cool!" And it was a lot like the New Fifty Two, where like I got in with all these number ones, and I immediately saw what they were doing. I get it. I was like, "They're updating all these all these characters. It's its own separate thing." And I yeah. was like, "All in on that." I was like, "Okay, this is cool. This is neat." Um, and and a lot of the things that they did was kind of it made sense. Some of it was kind of like, "Yeah, that's a little that's a little much." Like uh, yeah. Ultimates Ultimates was a bit much after Volume Two. Um, hundred percent agree. <laughs> it was way too much, and then the art for that that, that book sucked. Um, Ultimate X Men was great for the first couple of runs, and then and then it started to tail off. But the ones that held my attention the most, and that that I thought were that were the best, were Fantastic Four and mm -hmm. Spider Man. Those were the ones that were consistently great month to month. Yeah, uh, I maintain to this day both Peter Parker and Miles Morales. Ultimate Spider-Man is my favorite Spider-Man comic of all time. It just, it, it never ceased to surprise me, impress me. And, and that's sort of the problem you have with monthly comics in a sense, mm -hmm. you know, because, we, you know, like, you know, they're touting, you know, as of this recording, the death of the Justice League this summer. Like, yes, I know. It's not, it's not going to last, you know, they'll be back at least in a year or, or two, maybe. Probably yeah. less, probably less than them, uh, or, or maybe not because there's no movie coming out because, you know, they're not oh, making... we don't have to go into that. <laughs> all right, all right, <laughs> uh, but um, but seriously, it's like, yeah. So we 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 know all that, but with uh, with the Ultimate Comics, it's like, no, I feel like something like Peter or Mary Jane or Miles, even like I I remember feeling like at least at first that. Is this a stunt? Like this, this black Spider-Man? They're gonna kill him soon, right? Like I, okay. Well, I worried for his safety for the first maybe year of the of the comics of Miles. Yes. Interesting. Okay. Well, before we, before, I guess before we get into that, so Ultimate, you mentioned how like you like you know your your affinity for the Ultimate line of Spider-Man, and like mm -hmm. for me, like my Spider-Man comic go-to is not the uh, is not the Ramita. <sighs> 
and Ditko that era of it. Like I appreciate it. And I have some of those, but that's not my comic book Spider-Man. My comic book Spider-Man is is the ultimate version, right? Of of the character is, yep. is mine one hundred percent, and that includes Miles. Now you mentioned like you know you were in fear you were fearful for miles safety when he when he was first introduced yeah. um well <laughs> i guess i guess is now is a, is a good time to to bring up i guess like the, miles and like his introduction how he came to be right so yeah um so for those that don't know something you know something happened for the first time in this country in 2008 <laughs> um <laughs> and you know like and that got Bendis to think, well, hey, like something historic just happened. We let's let's try to do something similar. Um, and like you know, and he has adopted black children, and he's just like, you know, I would like for them to see, you know, their favorite hero as being some, you know, looking like them. And that's when he came up with Miles. Yep. And the 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 ultimate line of Spider-Man comics has been going on for a while at that point. Like at this point, eight years. Yeah. when this news came out do you remember when this when this news came out that they were going to kill peter parker um yes because i think it was i i remember hearing the news but i don't remember when so it's okay. not it's not like you know like a twin towers thing right know where i was yeah you know but but i i know what you mean yes yes okay because because this was this because you have to remember like this was this is pre-Twitter. This is pre a lot of the social media stuff. People weren't even talking about this stuff on Facebook um, or anything yeah. because that was the big dog at the at the time was at like, you know, Facebook was like not even entering its prime just yet. It was still new and kind of fresh. So um, so like when like when the news of this came out, like it, like it hit major news outlets and it hit like, you know, all these like, you know, art people writing articles about it. IGN was talking about it. It's like they're going to kill. You know, they didn't they didn't realize that like they were going to kill the ultimate people didn't realize that there was the ultimate line and there was six, you know, six, one, six. People didn't right. realize the difference between that. They just heard we're going to kill off Peter Parker. We're going to introduce this, you know, a new character and he's going to be an Afro Latino. And of course, that's all it took for the usual suspects to make the usual um mm-hmm. proclamations about everything and yep. the, you know, I, the i'm not racist but lines kind of it was that it was that or just the you know the blatantly racist comments that were directed towards it and yep, yep. you know this is <laughs> when, when i saw all of those things the first thing that i my first thought was just like well damn like every time we do anything like this is the reaction that happens mm-hmm. it's like when one miles when there was like we're gonna have a, a black spider um and a completely new character, blah blah blah, and the reaction is, is is the same as it historically has been when we try to do anything. It's just like, well, hold on there. What like what? Why is that? There's all this uproar. I mean, it's like I mean, you think about historically, like you know, people were like this when when you know about like letting us read and i say us because I'm, I'm a black man so it's like so back in the 1800s it's like oh you want y'all want to read hold on now right yeah, and then yeah. it was you know like wait y'all want to y'all want to y'all want to own land and, and and own a house and and you know start a family and start a business hold on now then it was like wait you want to you want to you want to serve this country and be in the art in the military hold on now then it was y'all want to play baseball hold on now mm-hmm. and then it's like y'all want equal rights hold on now 
and it's like it, it like every every single thing all up until even you know like we it's like we seriously can't do anything and then of course like you know the biggest thing you know the thing that like that is a significant historical uh historical marker that you can point to is like wait y'all want to be president hold on now and yeah. then of course that set off the chain of events for everything and so this is another example <laughs> of that and it's just like well, well damn and the counter to that is the you know always as always is the uh you know create original characters you don't need to have you know uh legacy versions of the same one and, and race swap or anything miles is the unique one in this case because while he has the same name he is spider-man mm -hmm. he is not peter parker Right? right, the MCU did did the opposite by making by making white Peter Parker Miles Morales. That yeah. like so they did they did the the worst version of that, and so Miles is an outlier. And and initially I thought it was just a publicity stunt for some for you know uh, initially, um, and because I was kind of skeptical about it, mostly because like when I see some of these types of things, I'm like I don't want it to fail, and I don't want the negative. Uh, backlash to it because i know i already know what it's going to be um right and this is different from like superman like you know there because there's you know talks about doing a black clark kent movie and i'm against that because we have so many different black analogs of superman that we haven't even got to do stuff with yet and yeah. it's like we need to do that before we do black clark kent if you want to tell that type of story i mean icon slash augustus freeman is sitting right there i mean that's like it's it's that is a story waiting to be told. And it's a story that I think needs to be told before we like Clark, Kent, leave Clark Kent alone. He's fine. Like, like, yeah, he's, you know, he's, that, like, he's got a TV show. He'll be all right. You know, <laughs> like, he, like not only that, well, well he, he needs a good movie for the, you know, for the first time since the eighties, he needs that too. Sure. So, <laughs> um, so, so miles is different in that, in, in that regard. And over time, like miles has become very important to me as a, as a character, like, you know, you understand this, like there, you know, of course you have your, you know, your, your your main draft pick type of characters that you've always have loved and will stick by from you know through you know you know through thick and thin right yeah, yeah. Uh, for for both of us it's Batman obviously but like yeah, yeah. but with but Miles has become incredibly important to me uh, and it's and at first I was like well, I don't know why but then you know as more time goes on I was like well I get it because he's because he is he represents everything that is great about spider-man and he's mm -hmm. not stepping on the toes of peter parker um in 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 a lot of ways he's basically he's a lot like he has more in common with wally west than he does peter parker in this mm -hmm. case and like he's he's a lot like how wally was to barry allen when he first kind of was introduced is a lot how miles is there, there was a lot of pushback in the 80s when they made wally the flash and yes you know after after crisis um and, and that's and that's a whole other thing and it it, it and it's just sort of like it, it's sort of the same argument i feel like just in fandom in general we kind of get into which is like all right just let's just wait let's see what happens i'm mm -hmm. sure it'll be fine uh but when you introduce race into the mix it's a whole other thing you know yeah it's, automatically yeah and it and there's sort of I don't want to say there's no way around it, but I, I guess that's the only way to put it, right? You know, well, there, like, well, I mean, well, there isn't because because I mean, it's the it is the race is the original sin of this country, and it's also the original. I mean, one of the original sins of of the modern world and modern society. Yeah. Um, and 
you know, and the fact that like a lot, a lot of our favorite characters when they were created, it was just this group of white people, right? Mm-hmm. I mean, it's just, it is what it is. And then oh, slowly but surely they started introducing different, you know, different characters. And it's like, oh, well, Captain America has a black best friend and he's the Falcon. Cool. Yep. And Iron Man has a black best friend and that's, that's Rhodey. Cool. He's War Machine. Great. Uh, the X-Men have Storm. Black Panther's a thing. You know, we have we have Black Lightning. We have uh, we have John Stewart. You know, like we have John Henry Irons. Like we start. We have Mari McCabe. We have all these different people, right? Yeah. Um. But the thing is, they were introduced. But what has really been done with a lot of those characters? Not not much. Not until recent years. Not until only recent years, and and yeah. that is that's part of the problem. That's why, like, and and uh, that's why I'm always at the at the you know the, to the less degree cautious about the introduction of of race bent characters mm-hmm. uh, and and the, on the other end of the spectrum like you know in some cases very much against it because like of the characters that i just named let them have a run first before yeah. like because because they have a history because like at this point they've been around long enough that they have a good history and they have stories that that need to be told before you start doing other things i think that needs to be the priority because they like because they're around and the comic people know that people who've actually who do the work of actually reading the books like yeah you know comic book people know these things so and and if you just give it a chance you would be able to see that like it could make some money for you. You could do stuff like, you know, to the, to the, you know, to the, the people running these, you know, these mega conglomerates. Uh, but they just, you know, they don't want to, it's funny. They don't want to take any risk, even though they, they preach to people and like, and they make all these PSAs about like risk taking is the, you know, the thing. And it's just like, yeah. but they don't do it themselves. So, and so that's the, and so that's kind of what I'm like, I'm getting at. Like we have all these great things and like these great characters that we could do stuff with but we never really have any shine and i think that's part of like if you look at the mcu at, like as of right now if you look at the new people who are going to be the, the new group of avengers right you have uh you have falcon uh, falcon slash captain america yeah um, among uh, and you have like shang chi and you have all these do- these newer characters and and i think part of the problem with what people trying to get used to the idea of them being you know, at the forefront is because in comic books, they haven't been at the forefront. Like they've always been these side characters and they've always been the best friend or they've always been the, you know, the the sidekick, the lackey, the whatever. They've not really had any arcs. And so giving them stories and stuff is, is, this is new territory for them. And it's like, well, we kind of want it, but we, it takes time to get used to it. Like we need the same amount of time uh, to kind of you know simmer the way that like some of the you know the, the the white counterpart characters have i mean it's just it's just the nature of the thing um they've been around just as long but they just haven't had have, haven't had the shot miles but again miles is the one that kind of has broken the mold because he has proven that that you know an original black character can be bankable can be award-winning um yeah. and and incredibly popular like it's like he's he's broken the mold on all of that I, I think what works in Miles's favor uh, is is these first few issues because mm-hmm. when I reread it, I, I remember thinking that he didn't, you know, he wasn't Spider Man right away, yeah. which, um, you know, is it, kind of. I remember seeing an interview. I've talked about this in another episode where um, Bendis had talked to Stanley. I guess they were, you know, they, I'm sure they were friends and everything, and yeah. he had said when he was making Ultimate Spider Man 
that you know stanley said if i had if i thought i had more than one issue to tell spider-man's origin i would have used it and ben just got that mm-hmm. um and i think he was smart to keep that going that you know quote unquote tradition going with uh with miles that we get five issues to see him become like it's literally the last panel in the last issue yes. he's he's wearing his his new spider-man suit his suit yeah and and even by then he doesn't have the web shooters yet he gets those later from aunt may yeah <laughs> um and i just remember thinking like we get so much time with this character and i'm falling in love with this character and this mm-hmm. th- his corner of you know you know his brooklyn just like peter is queens right you know so, yeah and and i'm and i'm sitting there going this is so great because i feel like i get to i get to know him i get to root for him and i get to you know like i said before be scared for him so mm-hmm. when when he's out doing spider-man stuff and then he freaks out afterwards there's there's a part of me that's going come on man like you, you got to do this you're spider-man now and but it's not me yelling at bendis because he's a bad writer it's me yelling at the character because with great power comes great responsibility and he's not mm-hmm. using his great powers you know yeah no uh, i i 100 get you i get you it and it's you know for me i i, I think a lot about you know th- this arc and um there isn't much done with his uh, his uncle, um, no. but I I do like that in later stories with the Prowler, it's very much a reverse Uncle Ben kind of thing. Mm-hmm. But in in Miles's case, Peter is sort of his Uncle Ben. Yes. Where when Peter dies, that's when he's like, I, I have to do something now. I got to step up. Yeah. Yeah. And um, you know, it's funny because when I reread it, it made me think of the conversation we had on the Four Comic Junkies podcast with. Uh, uh with zach uh zach moore from always hold on to smallville mm-hmm. uh where he talked about uh christian bale's batman he's like oh christian bale's batman was only batman for x amount of time and i was like you know what's funny is that this book puts a stamp on peter parker's time as spider-man it's like a mm-hmm. year <laughs> it, which is it, weird cause, yeah cause he was around like i i never really bought that i was just like i figured that like peter was you know at least like a senior or about to be go like like about to be a senior at this particular point he'd been yeah. spider-man for at least three years or something like that yeah so yeah it's it just it just feels strange to put that that timer on it like oh no he you know a year ago he got his powers and now he's dead it's yeah, like nah. uh all right uh but i did like uh and i reread ultimate the original ultimate spider-man and then miles morales ultimate spider-man um you know, for, for this podcast, and also because I love them. This isn't a job for me. I, I get no money for this. Uh, <laughs> but um, where the spider that bit Peter was zero zero, and the one mm-hmm. that bit Miles was 42. And yep. I, I don't think that ever clicked with me until I reread, you know, the Peter story. Mm-hmm. And I was like, oh, it's that's zero zero. I just thought it was like, I, I don't know what I thought it was on the spider's back, but mm-hmm. I was like, I was like, oh, oh, that makes more sense. So this is number 42. And and that's a common theme throughout the book, which is kind of strange, too. Well, I mean, well, there's that. There's also the double meaning of the first, you know, of being the first black person to do something because Jackie Robinson's number was 42. Oh, yes. OK, you're right. As soon as you. <laughs> yep. OK, now I'm embarrassed. I shouldn't. <laughs> um because I remember my my dad being a huge Jackie Robinson fan uh, 
when uh yeah, he's, he's not alone <laughs> yeah most, yeah <laughs> most people were huge fans of jackie Robinson. well yeah yeah i still haven't seen that movie though with chadwick boseman oh, 42 yeah oh yeah it's good i'm sure i'm sure it is you know him and uh, harrison ford so mm-hmm. i mean that's a winning combination in and of itself and rest in peace chadwick boseman uh um, sure so between him and justin ponser this is kind of a sad podcast yeah. <laughs> um but uh you know so for with this particular story getting to learn miles's origin so let me ask you, Bendis being a white guy, mm-hmm. you know, do you feel like he was able to capture Miles's voice well, or do you feel like, all right, like he it 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 felt like he was trying too hard? You know what I mean? Like if that makes any sort of sense. I don't think it it was he was trying too hard because I think his his heart is in the right place, and mm-hmm. I think he had he had and has just enough to tell the story and tell this voice because he's raising you know a couple of kids that look like miles yeah yeah. right so so and 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 by that token i'm sure he has gotten help and um and and information and some uh and some advice from people that look like them about how what it's like to raise people <laughs> about what it's like to raise people that look like miles so right. um so yeah it wasn't it didn't seem in in some respects like it did not seem like oh like oh this is a, a white guy writing a black guy yeah. um now some of, of course in some places it did seem like that right yeah, but yeah. overall it was not the it, it did not give off like a corniness factor that that would that has the potential to give off yeah, I, I think about that a lot. I mean, first and foremost, like writing like kids, because it's like, you know, I have, you know, I, I have friends that are even just 10 years younger than me. And sometimes mm-hmm. I don't know what the heck they're saying. You know, <laughs> I'm just like, they'll, they'll throw out some terms out there, but I've never heard that before in my life, you yeah. know, but uh, so writing an actual like kid and kids are complex in and of themselves where yes, you and the nice thing about Trust Miles, me, I know. Oh yeah, yeah. You're a teacher, you know. <laughs> so it's it's you know it, Miles. It's uh, it's tough because it's like okay, you want to write him so that he isn't. It, the decisions he makes aren't. He's not stupid, and he's not immature. But he is still a kid, he's way a kid. in over his head. Yeah, a, 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 that's a, a hard balance. I, yeah, a phrase I use a lot, like when you know because i am a teacher is kids are dumb but they're not stupid (laughs) that's fair (laughs) um no i you know i think about that a lot um even with my kid now about to be three years old she she will like her vocabulary blows my mind sometimes Mm -hmm. you know where it's like we didn't have the the car seat so i couldn't like take her really anywhere so i was like Mm -hmm. i was like all right honey what do you what do you want to do today and she was like well I guess we can go play outside. And I was like, was that a sentence a three-year-old just said to me? (laughs) It just seems like just a little bit above her. Um, Yeah, no, children, um, and like, and I'm not a parent, but um, I have had to play the role. um, Sure, (laughs) yeah, yeah. Uh, But, you know, they, they at the same time will simultaneously impress the hell out of you and then leave you so bewildered at their behavior that like it's un- it's like you are you are just paralyzed by like by the, some of the decisions that they make you just don't understand 
what field that it came out of. Yet yeah. at the same time, they can say and do the most profound things <laughs> that'll mm-hmm. also leave you completely bewildered. It's so weird. I I thought that a lot with uh, my, my favorite scene in the whole story is when Miles goes into the burning building and he saves those people. Mm-hmm. And the whole time, I and then afterwards, he's just like, I'm done, I'm done. I can't do this anymore. I can't do it. And that felt very like 12 year old boy to me you know like he's like oh that'd be awesome i gotta go do that of course i can do that i can do anything and then as soon as he's in it it's like ron burgundy you know with the lions you know it's like i immediately regret this decision Uh (laughs) um and it and it didn't and and, and to me it's like from a kid point of view it didn't feel forced it didn't feel you know off or anything like that like i said before it's just you have this moment where you're just shaking the book going come on miles you can do this and yes um, and and but the character isn't there yet and that's compelling storytelling in and of itself mm-hmm. that i'm yelling at the character and not going this is really crappy writing you know <laughs> just like yeah, throw, well, it, throwing the book away <laughs> agreed and that's what like you know into the spider-verse captures so well from this because into the spider-verse obviously very much influenced by this book they tell this the, the same story but just in a slightly tweaked different way yeah, yeah, yeah. um but a lot of the same things happen when you're watching that movie you're just like you're not upset you're you're rooting for miles and you're also disappointed with in him when he can't like kind of get stuff when he doesn't kind of get it together it's like you have yeah. the tools like let, let, let's go and then right. like you know he finally you know it gets to the point of the whole thing you know with the whole leap of faith thing so yep. um and this book is no different let me let me ask you something about the, the movie real quick um okay. I, I go back and forth with the movie because i i love the movie it's it, it's it's almost my number one spider-man movie um, what hold it, holds it back for me is that I, I wish there's part of me that wishes it was just Miles's story and we didn't have to deal with all this multiverse crap, that's, you know? No, that's, it's, that's 100% it. Like if okay. it is, uh, because for me, it's, I have it number two next, like underneath, uh, you know, Spider-Man two, um, mm-hmm. like in my Spider-Man movie rankings and, and as well as they did the multiverse thing. Right. Yeah. Uh, they did. They did it better than No Way Home. They did it before No Way Home. So this I agree. is once again, once again, Peter Parker. Uh, and, and the thing is, I love Peter Parker, but this is once yes. again, like you know, the, the the appropriation of Miles Morales for for the gains of Peter Parker annoys me. Um, That's but, right. But you know, if he didn't, we didn't have to deal with all those other things, which I liked in Into the Spider Verse. But mm-hmm. it still wasn't. Miles still hasn't had his own thing with just him and his people right like we haven't had that we haven't had just him his parents his uncle Genki, and whoever whatever villain right we haven't had that it's yeah. it's like Genki's not even in that movie and we can have Genki in that movie because he's in the he's in the mcu as that leads yeah bullshit so yep. um but yeah so that that's that's honestly that that is what holds it back for me for being the top thing as great as it is because it is great um it, like it's i mean not taking anything away from it it's it's literally it's one b to spider-man 2's 1a but it's b b comes after a in the alphabet sorry yeah no i i i love that you said all that uh and also uh side tangent on the movie um my personal theory is that mary jane was in on you know kingpin killing spider-man because why in the effing f would she hold this fundraiser you know, with all these Spider-Man masks, with the Kingpin, 
If she was Spider-Man's girlfriend, she would have known that he was the kingpin. I'm sorry, but that scene bugs the crap out of me. <laughs> and I don't like it. <laughs> and and I and I said that on Twitter and I got into an argument with some stranger about it. Like, no, no, no. Like, because of this, I'm like, no, no, I'm watching it. And Mary Jane is in on it with the kingpin. I swear to God. Well, maybe, uh, maybe in this, maybe in that universe, uh, Kingpin's not with Vanessa. That maybe in that particular universe, that uh, Mary Jane is is uh, is the Gwen Stacy to his uh, to his Norman Osborn. Probably the worst decision in all comic books was that pairing. Uh, yes, I recently read that, and uh, like uh, about like four or five months ago, and because I had heard about that story, never actually read mm-hmm. it, read it, and said, now that I've read it, I can definitively say that was awful. That was not yeah. good. That was a strange, weird decision. And, you know, when you're talking about risks, right? Absolutely, these storytellers should take risks because that's the that's what gets us talking. I mean, a black Spider-Man was a risk, but we're all, you know, 11 years later saying, how great is Miles? Yeah. But we wouldn't be saying that if it was like, oh, by the way, his mother had an affair with, you know, uh, the negative man or something you know? it's yeah. like like what no 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 i don't like any of that <laughs> no, i know now now it's, it's, you know it's funny like i i made my my thoughts on on race swapping and all that type of stuff uh but if i could i would mm-hmm. make if i was in charge of anything if they were to introduce osborne in the mcu uh osborne should be black uh because and this is just me making a joke but uh like you've seen the Osborns in the comic books, they yeah. like they have waves like mine, right? In their hair, like they, <laughs> like, they like they already have have the hair down. So just yep. go ahead, just go all the way, just go all the way with it and make that make it so. It it you know, and I remember thinking that when I saw the first Spider Man movie, I was like, yeah, Willem Dafoe is great, but the hair's not right. You yeah, know? <laughs> he, he doesn't have the crispy fade like me, dude. Yeah, no, no, it's it's not right. <laughs> That's what he needs. Oh my gosh. That's funny. Um, yeah. And, it, it, you know, I know he was already in an MCU movie, but it should be Sterling K. Brown, too. You know, go for mm. it. So he could do that. Yeah. He's an amazing actor. Um, mm. So, you know, this this book introducing uh, Miles and then um, I really like that we get. Uh, we get to see a, a little bit more of the ultimate spider woman, the Jessica Drew character, which is a very and I, I don't mean this as a knock, is a very strange character. And I think Bendis kind of intentionally made it that way. He is because, a strange character. Yeah, because... Well, 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 I mean, like, look at her history. Like, Marvel does not know what to do with her. Not like, everything. Everything that, that Spider-Gwen is is what they wanted her to be. Yeah. Yeah, uh, 100%. And it's... And I, and I love Spider-Gwen, don't get me wrong. But, you know, at the same time, I when I was reading this, I was like, I really like this character and there's so little of her. I agree. You know, you know there was uh, the, the clone saga they did in the ultimate Spider-Man, which actually I think is my favorite book from the ultimate Peter line. Mm-hmm. Um, just cause I, I found that very interesting. And another thing that's interesting about these books, the ultimate books versus the regular books is that we spend so much time with either Peter or miles and we don't get a lot of Spider-Man mm-hmm. and, and that's actually, and it, but I feel like I don't notice until I'm, I'm like, you know, talking to you, thinking about it later, like, oh, yeah, Spider-Man wasn't really in the book that much. You know, yeah. <laughs> it's, you know, we, we got to really get to know Miles. And but with this character, with, with Jessica, we didn't get to 
we didn't get enough of her. Yeah, and, we didn't. And we didn't really get enough of her in the, in the entirety of the ultimate run anyway. Yeah. Um, which is a shame. And, you know, she probably could have led her own book too. that. You know, I agree. Bendis probably could have even written and it would have been great. Um, but she, because I, I don't think she came over to the, um, the 616 universe like Miles did. No. Uh, yeah. Okay. So I, I thought I was right about that, but uh, I, I do credit Bendis where he wrote ultimate Spider-Man and then Peter and then Miles until I mean, he wrote those characters for almost 20 years. <laughs> yeah. So he he knew them front to back. And and I think it's great with Miles where you have this character that's brand new and we're just getting to know this character. So we don't we can't get a, a read on him from the first issue. We need these five issues to go, okay, I I, I I'm understanding him more. I'm 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 feeling him out more. Mm-hmm. But but I never felt like Bendis didn't get the character. I never felt like, oh, issue seven is where Bendis really nailed it, you know? Yeah. Like from panel one, like we're, I mean, he wasn't in panel one, but you know what I mean? Like, yeah. it's, <laughs> it's not the, uh, it's not the, like the Tom King effect, right? Right. <laughs> uh, that's just a, like, are you going to get, it's like, are you going to get to a point at some point? And then you get, it's like, oh, okay. I, I told him that to his face, by the way, when I met him at really uh, Washington, DC, I told him, that I I wasn't a fan of yours. I felt like your writing was an acquired taste, but I'm a fan now. Um, okay. And he appreciated that. <laughs> so, yeah. Uh, and cool. and I, I, I wasn't because I was like, I'm not trying to be mean. You know, I wasn't trying to as I if I don't like somebody's work, I'm not just going to stand in line just to go, you know, Rosenbaum from, you know, from Smallville told that story where somebody stood in a line and was like, Gene Hackman's a way better Lex Luthor. And Rosenbaum was like, <laughs> yeah, I totally agree with you. And then the guy just left. He's like, you waited in line for an hour just to tell him that. It's like, what a waste of your time, man. <laughs> that's hilarious. I would never do that. But, uh, but you know, but uh, another thing that, that's great about this character is being, being named uh, Spider-Man versus being named like Black Spider, right? You know, mm-hmm. versus like, oh, there's, there's Black Panther, there's Black Lightning, like we were talking about before. It's like, okay, but like, let's, it's cool if he's just Spider-Man, right? because that's who he is yes. no you know? i agree well th- again like you know the, the history lesson the, the the entire reason why we have you know s- uh superheroes and, and black superheroes in particular that have the you know the, the the black before their name that comes straight out of the 70s in the black exploitation era and then yes like, yeah. and, and then if you if you do just like you know maybe five seconds worth of research when you're just like well why was it called the black exploitation era it's like well they wouldn't let black folks be in movies. So we started making our own stuff mm-hmm. and like to market it, we had to be like, it's the black version of this. So we, people could, you know, actually go see it and check it out. And then of course, like everything that we do, it becomes, it's, it was good and it was popular and people wanted us to do stuff. So, um, but you know, the, the amount, the number of characters that and superheroes in particular that have like black before their, their, their alias, um, is less than the amount of superheroes that who are uh, black superheroes who have just like an original name right yeah i remember this was years ago there was this you know somebody on twitter was trying to be an asshole and it was like name name five black superheroes that don't have black in front of their name and i was just like easy and, and it's yep. like that's like that's, that's light work um i mean and so uh there's there because there's 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 so many right i named right. a bunch off the top right and like not even getting into the weeds of some like of, of obscure ones either so right, right. There's, there's tons so so 
you know, it's it was a good decision that, you know, he wasn't, you know, the black Spider-Man or Kid Arachnid, which was a name that they tried to make stick. And I was like, no, nah, that's that, that was that's stupid. No. Yeah. I'm glad yeah. that didn't stick. Yeah. Um, and like it's it's kind of it's like uh it's like Flash, right? Like mm-hmm. Wally West doesn't need a new code name because Jay Garrick was Flash first. Then Barry was Flash second, and yep. then and in the, even the and Jake, even though Jay Garrick is retired, he's still referred to as Flash. Barry right. Allen's Flash, Wally West is Flash. Bart and uh, Bart Allen will be Flash at the at the moment though he's just you know Impulse or uh, he's just Impulse slash Kid Flash depending on what you're reading and watching. Yeah, right. right. <laughs> um, so I think the same works for for Miles here. Uh, same thing with like you know Ben Riley is Spider Man, right? Yeah. So is Kane Parker. He's also Spider Man, right? Yeah. Their their books might be a little bit different. Like they they might their books might be a different name, but when people see them, they're just like, oh, like like they don't go, oh, that's you know, that's the Scarlet Spider. They don't like no, that's that's Spider Man. It's not yeah. like when they see James Rhodes, they're like, oh, that's War Machine, and like because he, he's a completely different thing, right? They don't they don't do that there. Yeah. Um, so yeah, it it's uh. It- and I think, you know, a lot of credit should go to Bendis for that, because I think it 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 says a lot uh, to to me as a fan, like, OK, like this is Spider-Man, you know, we don't. Well, in the there's a kid's show that I've watched with my kid a couple of times. Uh, it's called Spidey and his amazing friends. And mm-hmm. it's 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 Spider-Man, Gwen and, and Miles. Yeah. And, you know, they have like kid superhero adventures. It's, it's kind of cute. Yeah. Um it's actually part of the theme music to the intro, to be honest with you. Um, but because um, I was like, when I was putting it together, as my friend was helping me, I was like, so let's use this music. And he was like, that's cool. Where's it from? I'm like, it's from this stupid kids show. <laughs> it's, it's not stupid. It's cute. But um, but he they call him because it's it's Spidey, Ghost and Spin, like Miles's Spin. Okay. And I'm like, OK, like. I, I, I'm OK with that in this context, but I also want you know i also i'm just like no nah, it's spider-man spider-man and spider-woman you know why well, still i always call her spider gwen but you know what i mean like mm-hmm, i do <laughs> um because i think the name ghost spider just sounds stupid but that's yeah. just me uh <laughs> isn't there like an actual ghost spider like in, in the wild isn't that like a designate for a, a species of spider ghost spider i think you're right actually <laughs> um it i no yeah no i that sounds familiar Oh my god, spiders are! It's so funny. I've talked about this before. How I feel like spiders are terrifying, but one of my favorite characters of all time is Spider Man. Yeah. <laughs> um, but uh, you know, but I I like that that Miles is like the, the race is an issue. It or I don't say issue, but you know what I mean. Like it's it's a part of the story. But I, me as a white person, I can still read the story, relate to it, and love it. And not feel like, hey, I like that, even though the character was black. I don't do that. I'm like, oh, I love this. Like, Miles is such a great character. Yeah, that's because you're a a good, regular, normal person. Uh, (laughs) (laughs) That's why. Um, And and most things are like that. Like, and I think that's the that's the problem with 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 racism when people are just like, hey, yeah, I don't like you know this because of you know because of you know all the reasons that, that go into it and yet like there are people who are out there who are racist as hell and like their favorite you know athlete of all time is lebron james it's like how like that does not compute right like it's like right. it, so um so yeah like it 
shouldn't matter, but it, it, it historically has, and it still it still does matter. Um, and so it's we have to just get to the point where it could be like we can acknowledge and move on. That's mm-hmm. that's that's what that's what it should be. I I think uh, and that's something that I, I I think about a lot, you know, especially you know with the tragedy with uh, with George George Floyd, you know, a year and a half mm-hmm. ago and everything, and when stuff like that happens, I just my blood boils because I hate I hate the the discourse, you know, where it's like, well, I mean, like he he you know he did have some you know crimes under his belt or something like that. I'm like, that's not even what we're talking about. That's correct. And and that's not okay that you have to bring it up. You have to justify why the police murdered someone, and and that's that's where that's where the line should have been drawn in the first place. I don't, mm-hmm. it, you know, if that had happened to like, you know, a big boob blonde girl, we'd be like, oh no, like this beautiful young woman had this whole career in front of her. It's like, like no, sure. like we we say it about you know about George Floyd, and suddenly it turns into like. Oh well, you know it's like no, nope. Mm-mm. You, you stop your sentence. Yeah, that's, that's not okay, and I'm not okay with it. Yeah. Um, and I like that you know it, we can have a character like Miles that can appeal to everyone and feel like oh okay, like not only is it okay to have a black Spider-Man, we don't even really need to talk about it. You know what I mean? Even though we spent the past almost hour talking about it, yeah. <laughs> but but you know what I mean, right? Yes, it's the it's the um, it's the the hope of the the Star Trek future that we that we that we should aspire towards, yes. right? Even though, like, even though, like, in you know, my favorite of the Star Trek shows, Deep Space Nine, even though the lead the lead character wasn't a captain until season four, I mean, mm. I'm just I'm just saying, like, <laughs> even in the utopian future, they still had some racist shit going on where the captain, like the lead titular character of your of your thing, doesn't become captain, the, the seat that is deified in the show right. uh, <laughs> until season four. It's like that's what the fair. Hell, guys. <laughs> um, but uh but yeah like that's like but that is that is the goal. Mm. it's you know it's just strange to me when you know when obama became president you know for me it was very much that was the first election i was able to vote in uh presidential election so i was very excited and i felt like you know i i i never begrudged anybody that voted for mccain but yeah, at the time I lived in North Carolina, so you can only imagine imagine some of the stuff I heard. I I live in Texas. I know exactly. What I heard. <laughs> I'm sure it's worse. Um, yeah. But I I just thought I but I I didn't vote for him because I'm Democrat, and I didn't vote for him because I wanted to impress any of my black friends. Which honestly, at the time I didn't really have. It's mm-hmm. like I voted for him because I thought he was a good candidate and I thought mm-hmm. he was going to do a good job. And I stand by that, you know, when he was done eight years later, I was like, I still think he was a great president. Um, and I and I can say that and also say, I don't think Joe Biden's doing a great job, you know, <laughs> and I can say that in the same sentence, feeling like secure in my answers, because it's like I'm you know, feeling Democrat, feeling liberal, like it's OK for me to like one and not the other yes. based on their job performances. Yes. And and not feel like I have to justify it in any other way, based than based on their, you know, their their track record, yeah. um, and to be, 
called out for it sometimes and not and not really within my group of friends although sometimes and there's people i i don't talk to anymore because i said something about uh journey smollett as black canary mm -hmm. and somebody asked me on on facebook well you know why do you think they cast her and and i got so upset at that question i was like i assume they cast her because she's a great actress because like, he's the best person for the job? Yeah. Like, what a wild thought. That's why Jeffrey but, Wright but, is, is the new Commissioner Gordon, you know? <laughs> well, again, but that also goes back to the what I said earlier. is like, anytime we try to do anything, there's always some sort of a question about it. Yeah. It's like, oh, well, did you, did they really deserve that? Did they really, did they, did they really need to be MVP? Did they really mm -hmm. need that role? Did they really need to be a Supreme Court justice? Did they really need to be president? Like, yeah. uh, like it's, it's literally anything, right? And it's, and, and it's, it's the, it's part of the the it's part of the daily frustration you know it, it's it and it's it's to the point where i feel i don't know how else to put this where i feel almost sort of guilty where i'm just like i i don't want to feel like i'm you know a part of that conversation but the same but i also feel like i shouldn't be attacked if i defend somebody if i defend miles morales if i defend mm -hmm. journey small if i defend jeffrey wright it's like, you know, it's like the, the proof is in the pudding there. Like yeah. Miles is a great character. You know, there's not a lot of comic book characters that, you know, survive these, you know, incubation periods. I mean, there's really isn't. Um, it's very true. And, you know, you know my, I talked about that forever ago on the Four Comic Junkies podcast. Like the fact that like Harley Quinn and Bane are only like 30 years old. And that's fairly young for, you know, Batman characters. Um, yes. And they've lasted as long as they have is pretty amazing. Yes. Uh, and same with Miles. And but Miles well, also even even more like recent. Think about like Duke Thomas in 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 the Bat Family. Like yeah, he's he's holding on strong. He's doing a better job than uh, than sadly than than Cassie Kane. It seems like DC forgets that she is a thing and it's like yeah, the best Batgirl. Like what what the hell, guys? Um, yeah, <laughs> uh, yeah. <laughs> it, you know I. And I think it's just, and I don't know if it's just writer preference or whatever, but there's also, um, you know, when Scott Snyder created uh, Bluebird in the New 52 in, in the mm -hmm. Batman run, that character's still kind of limping around, but also like, <laughs> I just yeah. feel like like Harper Rowe, I, I forgot her real name for a second. Yeah. Uh, it's like, but I feel like it's like James Tynan who like brought her back with his Batman run. Like, oh no, no, no. yeah, yeah, this is a great character. I want to bring her back. It's like, Okay, but like I feel like you were the only one that remembered her for a minute. You know? It seems that way. Yeah. Um, but but at the same time, like thinking about other characters that they've forgotten, they've forgotten all about Renee Montoya. Yeah. Yep. All like all like forgotten all about it. Like she's literally the question. Like and they've forgotten. <laughs> yeah. And which is a shame because I, I loved that new 52 story where they yeah. made her into the question. And I was like, mm -hmm. oh, this is such a great evolution for this character. And it felt an, another thing, another racial thing that feels it didn't feel like, oh, we got to, we got to, you know, have our, you know, check, you know, ch check it off here. Oh, is the new superhero, uh, you know, diverse? Yes. You know, I didn't well, feel that way at the end. Well, not only that, she was also like, don't forget, she, she, had, that character, she had just come out as, as being, being a lesbian character. Yeah. That was, a, yeah. That was also a huge deal. Right. Um, and that her whole run was, was, that was some, that was some, that was some deep shit um yep. and and to not be rewarded with her own title after that is is a is a crime because that like 
she's a character that we've known since you know 92 right and like yeah. and then she's finally brought like they, they basically kind of did without like what i what i you know what i like and want for these characters they 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 they, they built her up they they put all this work and effort into building the story and then they have done nothing with her since um and yet yeah. they've introduced other they've introduced other lgbtq characters but it's like y'all have renee here like like there's yep. so much more meat left on that phone like you need to do stuff with her um yeah. and it's like yeah introduce these other ones but don't forget about the ones that paved the way yeah it, and it just uh and it, it, it's like i don't know if the next writer that comes in just isn't feeling it or you know maybe they make the argument well renee isn't that popular like if the the scale is at five she's a four you know what i mean like well, then uh, it's their, it's their job to make it so like it's i their job I, well, I agree yes <laughs> to make them worth it and, and you know and that's and that's why i love that miles has stuck around so long and i know they've tried changing up the name a couple times you know like you said the kid arachnid i think there was some other name they were trying to give him. i can't even remember but it was like nah, that's bullshit He's yeah it, we we all just like I, I think all of us collectively just were like that's stupid like even yeah. if i'm not reading the current book you know which unfortunately i'm not I do have to rectify that, but um, it's pretty good. Uh, I don't like the new. I don't like the new costume. Um, I, I've seen the costume, yeah, and I, I, yeah. I that his costume, and I loved. Uh, did you ever read uh, Spider Man when Six One Six Peter met him? Yes. Like I, that was one of my favorite lines in the book. Is when he says, "He's like, wait a minute, you cannot be Spider Man, and you also can't have a cooler costume than me." <laughs> uh -huh. Just such a great line, and I was like, it "It's is, such though. a Peter Parker line, too." Yeah. Uh, yeah totally but no like his costume is, is i mean his costume is great and like if they wanted to do a different one they should have given him you know i don't know any of the character skins from spider-man <laughs> miles morales the video game yeah any of those other extra care extra extra costumes were dope as hell like yeah. the one he has now is like eh, it's a little too met gala meets uh nba fashion for me yeah um, yeah i get that and it's just like eh. That's not that's that's not really popping for me. His 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 first costume is 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 super iconic, and if he weren't going to do that, like have him wear the look that he was wearing in in Spider Verse, like give him the Jays, the hoodie, like that's also classic. That's great. Yeah, I and and that's another thing where um I I loved the movie that they, you know, he got a Spider Man costume from mm. Aunt May at the end. Yes, but he made it his own. Uh -huh. and, I also love that one too. Like, yeah, that that one's a great one too. Yeah, and it, it just and to me it's like, but look at like Spider Man. Every time they try and change his costume, they end up changing it back anyway. The regular Peter Parker, I mean, but like, so just do that yes. with Miles. Like, give him a new suit for whatever the heck reason, and then put him in the old suit because like, it just looks great, you know? Like, it looks it's it's the suit that looks the best. Yeah. and and your your point with like Peter's suit, yeah, like in No Way Home when he's finally wearing a Spider Man costume, it's like perfect um hey, we've been now, waiting so long for this <laughs> exactly caveat though if like i i, I probably would have made this was probably like probably would have been my my like you know top three mcu movie all time or you know it, it wouldn't have supplanted uh winter soldier um but it would have probably came damn close if like at the very end on his final swing the costume he was wearing was the advanced suit from spider-man ps4 i'd have lost my damn mind because, oh yeah because that shit that's that's it like <laughs> that yep. that suit is dope as hell and um 
and which is why like and that's another reason why this but like the mcu peter was just so disappointing to me overall is because like we got a better spider-man movie in spider-man ps4 featuring peter parker like like yeah i wanted like you know like this is peter parker who's been doing his thing for forever new story like he has experience he has like he's all the tips and tricks like this is it like this is great but you know yeah no i i, I totally see what you're saying there and and i love um you know i I haven't played the game, but I've watched like the cutscenes and everything. Mm-hmm. Um, and it's just such a, it's such a rich story that you're just like, you know, I, I kind of thought the same thing about the Arkham games and on the Batman side of things. Absolutely. Where it's like, my, well, and Miles' well, story and his is great too. Yeah. Cause it's, yeah. Cause Miles' game is basically part two. Mm-hmm. Uh, and then the new Spider Man PS PlayStation game is going to be is essentially part three. And they're both in it. Like yeah. it's like, yeah, this is, this, this is what we want. You know, and and there's no reason to not have that. You know, we don't have to. I mean, I get the decision at the time in 2011 to kill off Peter Parker and say, well, now Miles is Peter. I I get that then. But now I think we're at the point where it's like, you know, we we we've seen all this stuff. We've seen, you know, eight different Batman over the past, Mm -hmm. like, you know, 20 years with, you know, Gene Paul Valley and commissioner gordon for crying out loud you know that was so stupid <laughs> and you know dick grayson was even batman for a while and yeah dick grayson uh, makes sense yeah but uh so and, it's and like, also we, we had a different batman in, the, in the, like with with terry right yeah yeah and you know another great example where it's like we we're okay with the multiple versions you know and i think the general audience isn't you know they're not going to get confused if anything they're just going to have they're just going to have more questions and then that's going to lead them guess where probably into the comic book store or the bookstore or even amazon to just go well what what spider-man books is miles in because now i'm curious i want to learn more Mm -hmm. about the character and uh and you know a character that i want to touch on real quick that we didn't really talk about is uh i think he i think miles's father uh jefferson i liked him better in the movie than in the comic for the comic Mm -hmm. i felt like he was just a little too harsh a little too abrasive whereas in the in the movie i felt like he's a he's got the tough guy exterior but he also makes his son like you know i'm not leaving until you say i love you you know mm-hmm. kind of you know kind of bit there and it, it's stuff well, like he's, that he's he's tv show uh family tv show dad in, in in the movie yeah the comics he's like the opposite end of the spectrum he's he's softened a little bit in the comics currently like in the current run mm-hmm. but he is i think they I think they made him a little too hard edge early on in the comics to, to differentiate himself from his brother, the, the, the prowler who was the yeah. cool uncle. Right. right I right. think that was the function of that. Uh, but I, I do see what you're saying. Um, and that's, that's another one where uh, I'm probably going to butcher the name Mahersa Ali. Mahershala. Uh, Mahershala. Okay. Uh, he, I mean, to the point where they designed the prowler to look like him in the movie. Yeah. Um, and, and I thought about that, and it's it's like one of those times where it's like if any time I read a Spider-Man comic, it's um, you know it's it's always going to be Christopher Daniel Barnes as Peter Parker, right? Hmm. Um, you know, for the '90s show, and um, it's Kevin. See, I've, I've 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 moved on to to Yuri Benjamin as my voice of Peter. For, oh, really? <laughs> because of the games. Yeah, yeah. Oh no, that makes sense. Uh, but well, I mean, I'm sure it's still Kevin Conroy for Batman, though. Oh, that's um, never changing. Yeah, yeah. That's you know. Uh, but um, with uh, rereading this book, I I heard his voice. I heard Mahershala's voice, and I was like, mm-hmm. "Man, like I'm I'm like digging this character now." And 
and that character is so different in the uh, in the book yeah. um and even you know going into the second volume i just was like man like i love what they did with him in the movie don't get me wrong but it's like there's still that piece of me that goes but i wish we had that story in the movie yeah. right that well that would that, that, that could only happen if they wanted to give him his own movie which they were hesitant about doing and then that movie goes on to make a billion dollars and win an oscar so yeah and it deservedly so you know i remember when they announced that i'd like jumped up and cheered you know like not just because you know i love spider-man but be, and, and i love animation in general you know and, you, and we've had several talks about animation um but it like it's it's spider-man man like this 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 comic books this means something and these can just like animation comic books can tell any kind of story Yes. And to well, not only any kind of story, it tells the same stories that like the 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 more uh, uh, prestige and 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 uh, type of materials get the credit for, right? Mm -hmm. Like novels get all the credit for for being you know literature, but um, <laughs> but comics are literature as well. People just look down upon it because there's pictures in it, and they associate that with being a childish thing when, when yeah. it couldn't be further from the truth, but. Well, you know, I mean, you go to a museum and you see lots of art and I it's know. whatever you want it to be. But then I know. when you put the character in spandex and they're fighting bad guys, then it's like, oh, no, it's, that's not the same thing, which which is uh, which is a shame in and of itself. But, you know, because I, I thought about that, like watching uh, the Batman thinking, you know, what's great about this is that like this feels like a seven or a Zodiac or Silence of the Lambs, but it's Batman and it still fits. It still works. But it's, is this going to get any love at, you know, the Oscars next year? No, hell no. No, of course not. It'll get some technical stuff, I'm sure. And if, maybe, it may be. I mean, I, I, if, if it wins nothing else, I really hope Michael Cicchino wins for best score. For the score? Yeah. Because that was brilliant. And, yeah. and, and he was doing Spider Man too. And, you yeah, know, I know. And he's had a good year. He, you know, that, that's the funny thing to me about the, the, the recent Spider Man movies. I was like, this guy figured out how to make a cool sounding orchestral version of the 60s cartoon theme. Yeah. <laughs> and and it totally works in the movies and I'm like the next the next round of Batman's, you know, whoever's directing it, you got to do that. I challenge you to do the 60s Batman theme in a mm. cool orchestral way. <laughs> um or maybe Giacchino did it and I just missed it, but I don't know. <laughs> um but anyway, back to Spider-Man, back to Miles. Yeah. Um I, you know, I, I'm so I was so excited when you when you picked this one because it's one that I haven't revisited recently uh, in quite a while actually, and I was so excited to reread it and just feeling, you know, like I felt eleven years ago reading it. Like mm -hmm. this this feels new to me. This feels so exciting, and I can't wait to see where this character goes. And you know, if you had told me back then. Like, oh, you know, they're going to make an animated movie about him and it's going to win an Oscar. I would have been like, that sounds like the silliest thing in the world, hmm. you know, but and then it happened. It's amazing. Yeah. <laughs> um, and, you know, and I think the other thing that this this story did really well is that there's really no villain. You know, I mean, there's like the kangaroo, which is deliberately made up to be silly. Yes. And Electro is in, you know, like half an issue. Mm -hmm. um, but we get to see Miles we get to just live with miles and yes his story and that's really all we needed and it's just 
it's sort of refreshing because we didn't because even the first ultimate you know peter parker story you know had the goblin story a part of it mm-hmm. um whereas this one didn't worry about that it's like yeah his uncle's the prowler we'll get to that you know yeah norman osborne created him we'll get to that you know it, it was it just felt like all of that was to the back burner i wasn't even sitting there going oh, is, is norman gonna come back i mean is his uncle the prowler like he's gotta know right like none of that i just read it going i'm with this character i'm feeling what he's feeling and I can't wait for what happens next. Yeah. Yeah. My long-winded way of saying how much I love this book. <laughs> good. Um, right there with you. So let me ask you, as a Spider-Man fan, throughout any throughout all of Spider-Man lore, do you have a favorite character? That's not a Spider-Man? No, that it it, it can be Spider-Man or anyone in Spider-Man lore. Oh, okay. Um Hmm. might have been wrong before it might be a brain buster (laughs) might be yeah (laughs) well i mean because the obvious answer is to say you know the spider-man right sure um but i'm gonna try and pick outside of that um it can can be hero villain you know yeah whatever whatever you want okay okay i'm gonna go Okay, so I'm going to go with Mary Jane Watson. So, um, and and mostly because if you think about Mary Jane, Mary Jane is, an argument can be made that Mary Jane is the is the second choice. She is not, she is not the the first pick. She was yep. kind of like, she was kind of there and. Uh, an interesting line in Spider-Man Blue was just like, "Hey, you know, I wasn't, you know, after you know, after you died, I wasn't too all, I wasn't all that nice to 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 Mary Jane, but then she grew up, and we got close, and then things, you know, and then things kind of progressed from there." Yep. And I I like that because that that kind of shows you that like you know Peter's story didn't end when Gwen died. Like he 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 moved on, he grew up, he didn't forget but let, allowed him to mature and, and helped him to find probably what he was really looking for all along, even though she was the second choice because right. she is the second choice because he didn't pick her, right? Like initially, like, cause they, cause she was around when Gwen was and he picked Gwen. Right. And so, and I think Mary Jane has more to offer than she's been given over time. And I think some of the decisions that, they, that have been made, on her behalf by creators have not been good like the one more day thing like wrecking their marriage and all that other stuff it's like that's not what it should be she should be as um integral to peter as as lois lane is to to clark kent um but oftentimes people try to mess that up and it doesn't work out for them when they mess it up because it's because the the proof is that no she's in she's integral to what (laughs) to to peter um yeah and 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 again, like you know, making a case for the the ultimate, the ultimate universe understood that one hundred percent. Yeah, she's there from the very beginning, and like they make her an integral part of what Peter of what Peter does as Spider Man. Uh, she knows right from the jump, um, and is there with him every single step of the way. And that's, I think that is, uh, I think that's a hallmark of her character. And I like in the games how she's doing her own thing, and she's uh, and and they're trying to they're trying to do that for her. So. Uh, yeah, Mary Jane. She has a lot of untapped potential, I think, and and that's that's kind of weird to say for somebody who's been around since like 1967. Um, 
<laughs> she has untapped potential, but she does. No, I, I 100% agree. And I think, um, you know, and I've been very public about this. I feel like she was written horribly in the Raimi movies. Um, she was. Like, just, just not a likable character, in my opinion. She, she's the worst aspect of it. And, yep. that's, and, that's, and that's no shot or shade at Kirsten Dunst. Right. Um, but yeah, that's the, she's the one thing that doesn't work in those movies. Yeah. But, you know, I'm not crazy about like the, the name switch, but the MJ that we got in the MCU movies. I, oh, you mean I, ultimate, ultimate universe Kate Bishop? Yes. Oh, yeah, yes. <laughs> yes. I, I didn't care for it first. It wasn't until No Way Home that I really started to be like, oh, no, I, I get this character. Like, she's cool. Like, she mm-hmm. can add something to this. Oh yeah, I got it from the first from 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 Homecoming. Yeah, it's it's Ultimate Universe Kate Bishop. <laughs> See, I, I didn't even think of that till you said it. So that's funny. Um, uh, so do you have uh, across uh, movies, games, uh, TV shows, movies? Uh, I said movies twice. I don't know why. I meant comics. Uh, <laughs> uh, favorite costume for Spider Man? Yeah, uh, it's the original Ben Riley Scarlet Spider costume with the red hoodie. All right. That shit still slaps, man. It's it's the <laughs> best. As like as soon as I was able to acquire that costume when I played Spider-Man PS4, that is the only costume I used. Really? Yeah. <laughs> that's that's awesome. It's all um, I use. It's it's the best. It's it's so cool looking. <laughs> like it's so cool. Um and as and as and as much as I like the advanced suit, as much as I like the OG shoot suit, um, and as much as I like the Scarlet Spider suit because it's 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 you know it's unique to him. Right. Um it, nothing beats that Ben Riley one, blue hoodie, all red. Doesn't nothing beats that one. Yeah, that that is a good one, and it's it's one that um, you know. And there's obviously there's a reason they they did it in the MCU. It it feels like something if you if you had to just make a costume on the fly, that's what you would make. Mm-hmm. Yeah, you know, you, like Tobey Maguire's suit in the first movie. You mm-hmm. know, as as cool as that scene is, him figuring out the design. At the end of the day, you're like. But how did he make that? Yeah. <laughs> it's like, um, but uh, so uh, Lance, this has been such a blast. Um, I was so excited to talk to you about the story because I, I, you know, of its historical importance and just being an amazing book in general, mm-hmm. you know, um, let me, so let me just ask one final question. Do you have a local comic store you want to give a shout out to? Yeah, uh, Bedrock City Comics. Bedrock that's my store. And that's in, where, where are you, Houston? Mm-hmm. Houston, okay. Texas. Okay. I have, gonna... what, six six locations? I believe. Awesome. We'll give them a shout out. Um, I like to support local comic book stores. It's actually one of my favorite pastimes. Every time I go to a new city, which unfortunately with the pandemic and mm-hmm. kid, uh, I'm kidding. I love my kid. (laughs) I haven't been able to do as much traveling, but, um, you know, I loved going to like, when I went to Los Angeles, uh, when my best friend lived there, like, you know, 10 or 12 years ago, uh, you know, we found a bunch of comic book stores, uh, even just around, even around Manhattan, you know, I mean, Midtown comics is the famous one, but there's all sorts of stuff around. Um, and I found a bunch of them in North Carolina. I would just drive like an hour out of my way and find new stores. It's something that I love to do and support those businesses because, when we talk about supporting small businesses, that's part of it, you know? Mm-hmm. So if you're going to say, Oh, I support small businesses, like we'll go to your comic book store. Cause Absolutely. Odd, odds are, you know, like mine, it's probably also a used bookstore and people love that uh-huh. stuff. 
Yeah. Uh, well, if we're doing that, like I got to shout out another one. So like, I mean, I've only lived in two places really. Uh, and uh, when I lived in Philadelphia, there was uh, my, my shop there was Amalgam Comics black. And, and, and that kind of fits the theme of today, black owned comic book store in Philadelphia. That also is a coffee house as well. Oh, okay. We'll give them a shout out as well. That's awesome. And Amalgam, of course, being that awesome crossover in the 90s. Uh (laughs) You can't find that stuff anymore, unfortunately. And the the odds of DC and I'm sorry, Warner Brothers and Disney playing nice together is probably slim. Yeah, no, it's a it's a great name. Well, that's because you know the owner she she knows her shit, man. That's so yeah, black owned, black woman owned, so double awesome. Whoa, even better. Yeah, I hope she's single. I'm gonna move to Philadelphia. (laughs) Uh, uh, This has been a total blast, man. I'm so glad you know we were able to do this. Um, And of course, I got you down for our next story, which will be a secret. You have to listen to all the episodes to get to it. I mean, Lance knows what it is, and I know what it is. I but do. It, it's it's you, secret to you, the list. You, you get it. You get it. You're fine. Mm-hmm. Um, so, uh, Lance, uh, go ahead and uh, plug all your uh, social media and podcasts uh, so people can find you out there. Yeah, uh, you can find me at Sir Lance Lasker on all my social medias, uh, and that's uh, Lasker, L-A-S-T-E-R. I think you might have gotten away with doing a, adding an extra syllable to my name. Uh, so did I say uh, Lassiter? I think you did. <laughs> I yeah. did. I did. Yeah. So, uh, but yeah. So just the uh, just just one ass in there. Um, <laughs> and uh, and then uh, I'm part of the Nerd Party Network. You can hear me doing uh, training montage, a sports movie podcast, and I'm also part of the United Federation of Podcasts, talking about all the things that make Arrow Arrow. On always hold on to Arrow, and you can find us on Twitter at Do Not Fail Our Pod. The Nerd Party stuff you can find us at Join Nerd Party. Uh, check check him out, folks. This guy, as you've just heard for the past hour, he knows what he's talking about. Um, I try. And, yeah, you know, I and I, I always love having you on the show, and even like, you know, just like random texts every now and then. You know, I told you I was going to be your internet friend that sends you all those, you know, lame memes, and I promise <laughs> you've kept your word. That is definitely true. So, um. So if you're looking for me, you can find me on Twitter at Spider-Man Books or email me Spider-Man Book Club at gmail.com. Thanks again for tuning in to the Spider-Man Book Club. And we're going to end this the way we always do with Stan Lee's signature catchphrase. We'll see you next time, webheads. Excelsior!